Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Behind the Steel Curtain. My name is Mark Davison. This is Steelers Touch Dunder. Jeffrey's joined me here along with Tate. Do you fellas want to have a go at saying that or are you just happy just chilling out? I don't think I can do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just chilling out, man. <laughs> Fair enough. You just like is this guy this guy's on the beers? He's on the beers at nine o'clock. What is happening down in Australia? Uh, that's always fun to say. We put it on. I actually don't even sound like this. Just, I can sound completely different when I go off air. Um, but hey, that was a good. That was a good uh, first half. We went through all the points. We have Cam on twelve points, so he's leading um, the stakes there, and he, he's going to get a a, a, a tea towel from us with the airs rock on it, which would be great. I'm sure he'll love that if he if he ends up winning, and that might even you know, you know, I think he was it this week that Cam came out and said, oh, "I'm the I'm the best D line," and the, the other guys in front of him. Um, you know, they think they're the best. So it's even more motivation from the guys that behind the store curtain that, hey, if you're leading the comp with 12 points and there's a there's a tea towel on the line, you know, you've got to wash your dishes somehow. All right, let's go into um, the Manly Award. And uh, Jeff, who would be um, your, the, to me, the Manly Award is not, you know, someone who, who, who knocks someone over or just like a, a courageous effort. Who was that player in this game? For my Manly Reward... I'm going to go with the little guy who was put in a tough spot, Ray Ray McLeod, Ooh, for his true. effort facing off against a defensive end 
blocked. It was just supposed to be a, a down block. All he has to do is slow him down. Uh, Dan Moore Jr. doesn't get around quick enough, right? Najee ends up, that's the plate. Najee like pushes Dan Moore Jr. I like get out there and then follows him and gains yards. Ray Ray McLeod, the whole play slows down and Ray Ray McLeod is, is blocking a 265 pound defensive end. 6'4", 265. Ray Ray McLeod is like 5'9", 190. And he blocks him for like a solid two seconds. Uh, and Najee Harris turns what should have been a two-yard loss. Anytime a defensive end gets you like that, that, sh- that should be a two-yard loss. Instead, Najee gains like four yards on that play. That was Ray Ray McLeod in, his, in a great moment. He took two. The dude actually like tried to get off him, tried to ragdoll him at first. And then when he goes to turn off to chase Najee, like throws a punch straight into Ray Ray's chest. And like trying to get Ray. And Ray is just like, nah, man. Not, like you're not getting through. You're not getting through me. So Ray Ray McLeod for that play gets my manly award. Love it. And it's only the only the one play that that he gets that for. Yeah, know, I don't even care. Like you don't. Yeah. <laughs> he what about anything else? What about yours, Tate? Who's who's the bloke that uh, well, really put it to him? It's it, it, it's funny. Jeffrey said Ray Ray. I told you guys I was at a Zoom wedding before we came on. Actually, my 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 nephew is Henry McLeod. He is. He's Ray Ray's first cousin, so I, I was at his Zoom wedding. He got married. Oh, wow. again. Yeah. Um, I give my manly award to, I think, between the two, but I'm gonna say Melvin Ingram. Whoa, I just, good choice. I just think his outside of Cam, his power, his bull rush, his presence, dude's a beast. Mm-hmm. He 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 comes to play a physical brand of football. And I think he's healthy this year, as he has been healthy in a couple of years. And I think we'll see his impact over the course of the season. I really like what he's shown in, in, in training camp and preseason, what he showed in the first game. I like how uh, I like how he's so direct with the media. He's just <laughs> yeah, like that's who he like is. A, yeah, <laughs> they, they ask him a massive question that has about you know uh, twenty five thousand words, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go get him. I'm going to go do it. What do you mean? I'm here to win." Um, right. I was, I was asking him, but like, did you remember being the Chargers versus Raiders? Is that a great rivalry? Yeah. So I don't care who's there. I love, I love, I love his direct, his, his, his direct answer. Um, for me, it's uh, and I've been, you know, I've been bagging him out all off season, and I have a problem with his social media. But now I've turned off his social media, so it's great for me. I just see him on the, um, you know, me and Juju are good friends now. Uh, it's a, it's a clear, clear, clear slate. Um, but hey, I, I give Juju the manly award this week. Um, for two reasons. One, he got nailed on that pass um, going out and when it would look like a fumble or like a, uh, a drop pass there. But he got absolutely creamed up. He got taken out and he just stood up and, and then let's go. That's the stealing mentality. So that to me refreshes everything I, I said about him. I do like him as a player. As a person, he's probably a good dude too. I just get a little bit annoyed watching the social media, but that's my problem. Uh, but he got nailed out and that's, that's such a good effort. And... He, he uh, kickoff return, um, special teams, he caught the ball on the onside kick. And that's a oh, hard, yeah. hard task yeah. as well. Um, running into that line with all the, the big guys up front and going for the football, and he's coming 10 yards back, and that was his key role to go and pick that ball up. So he sealed yeah. the game. That's that to me. You know, you guys got thoughts on that, that last play? Yeah, he's just like diving head first for that thing too. Yeah. Man. He just does. Juju's that dude. He's going to make the play and take care of himself later. That's like second. That's – you, you got to respect that. Right. And on that play, everyone else is blocking. And uh, that was, I guess, it was his idea to get it. But if he doesn't get that football, 
uh, I guess people just, just looking at the ball like they did, you know, the, in the Browns game with uh, Big Ben and Connor just looked at it. So he he went above and beyond to, to go and uh, jump on that ball. And um, look, he's a big dude. He's put on some weight. He's he's he's, he's, he's he can see him when he runs over people. And these these athletes are just freaks. Um, but I for me this week it's it's the he's got the award there now as as a collective um, the consensus was uh, from BTSC was TJ Watt got the the manly award thoughts on that Jeff yeah I mean like you can't fault his game coming, <laughs> like what he did coming up there he, he came in like he was a freak like that's what he is that's what he does man he just he just goes in there and beats the snot out of people and go get your quarterback. And uh, Brian Brown comes in here, and sorry, guys, I'm trying to do live chat and talk at the same time, but I can bear with you, breathe and talk. Okay, Mark Davidson, now that Juju and uh, you were friends, are you going to dye your hair pink? It's a solid no, um, but I appreciate the comment. <laughs> you going to do the milk uh, crate challenge, though? <laughs> no, I'd probably do it without 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 filming. Uh, I've done some really stupid things. We we used to jump off our like house into the pool, and then when that wasn't enough, we used to, to jump off the neighbor's house into our pool. <laughs> um, and that was really that was really really far away uh but we didn't film it we just did it for kicks that was fun um let's move into the coach of the week uh jeff who was your outstanding coach i'm gonna go with keith butler uh the steelers didn't blitz they did a lot of four-man rushes but he got creative with them there were some creative rushes in there ones that would make you know good old dick lebeau proud for his zone blitzes he ran some real like old school zone blitzes people could remember from the 90s when you had defensive ends dropping. Uh, I, 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 not nothing as crazy as dropping Joel Steed into, into coverage, <laughs> but like they did in the 90s a few times. But uh, they were doing some crazy stuff and it worked. Josh Allen was like, oh, this, oh, the cornerback's blitzing, so I've got to go over here. Nope. Like they shifted all the linebackers that way. So clearly this side, nope. And he's like, he, the one where he threw the ball away and it's like just he threw the ball on the ground in between four players. That was just a crazy zone blitz that Keith Butler drew up that was just like they executed the blitz and he, and Josh Allen had no idea what to do with it. He had no idea what to do on that play. He just threw the ball away because the scheme beat him. So th- that to me, I, I'm going with Keith Butler. I know he gets a, he's gotten a lot of flack in the past, but man, his pass rushing, he's the best pass rush coordinator the NFL maybe has ever seen. And what about yourself, uh, Tate? Who's the uh, coach of the week? Who stood out? Well, if Keith Butler gets credit for for the schemes and the the you know the defensive scheme, I'm gonna go Terrell Terrell Austin. Uh, you know he he had that he had those secondary that so that secondary group ready to be moved around and play different positions and as chess pieces and stuff like that that allowed Butler to run the scheme that he ran. So you know it's a it's a collective effort. So I, I just think Terrell Austin really had – he's coached those guys up. I mean, a couple of weeks ago coming out of training camp, we were thinking like, man, we got to get another corner. And we did make the, the trade for Witherspoon, but he hasn't played yet. So we're basically using what we have. And, you know, you have to give a lot of credit to Terrell Austin for having those guys ready to play. Absolutely. Well, Getting Trey Norwood – like we've been, we were talking Trey Norwood, how incredible is it that he's doing that? That's his coach. Right. Terrell Austin's the guy who's figuring out how to use him. Yeah, all, all the coverage scheme, man, dude. The, the job, Keith Butler, Terrell Austin, and Mike. I'll give Mike Tomlin in there too because you know he's in that room talking to those guys. Uh, the scheme they came up with, uh, I think it was Chris Sims did a video on it showing how like where they would put people and how they would drop me and how they were basically answering every single route combination and to, and, the Bills and to, threw at them. 
And to think it's, it, 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 it's only going to get more complex because that was week one. I mean, they, they, they're, there's right. things that they that they will be doing and haven't done yet that, you know, it's, it's going to be great. Just I'm like you, Mark, you know, it's going to be great just watching this defense, you know, coming going forward. Uh, it's yeah. just amazing. And uh, I guess we can move on because my my bloke too, my coach of the week was Terrell Austin. Uh, I, I look the, the best thing I that I found with what Terrell Austin did and, and with this this cornerback group, I think in, in my opinion, I think the cornerbacks won this game and the, the and the, the the secondary won this game. You have Joe Hedden in there played really good. Sutton on that fourth down. Um, you had Pierre come across that middle and, and took away that that uh, what's gonna you know that uh, reception there. And that, and, that, in and, and that play was great because he dropped off his zone to come over exactly. and rake that ball away. Yeah, I think all these fellas, like, they just really had the mentality to to be better than their opponent, and their opponent was pretty good with their receiving core. So I gave it the, the props to Austin and then um, those cornerbacks there. Um, now, this is the – oh, sorry. And, and actually, the, the overall from the, the consensus of the, the BTSC here, we actually had four. We had, we had four coaches, and that's probably why we got a win. We have Matt Canada, Mike Tomlin, Keith Butler, and Terrell Austin all tied about two. So that just that just shows you how we won this week and we, when we versed the Bills. Um, now this one's the the, the the harder part, I guess, and, and uh, pronounce like you know popular uh, dunce and uh, dunce of the week. Uh, who would be the the least impressive uh, maybe player on this team, Jack? Well, this is a tough one because normally there is one player that you can sit there and look at and be like, oh my gosh, what was that guy doing? Like you know, like if this was last year in Buffalo, Deontay Johnson would be an easy choice, but this wasn't last year in Buffalo. Uh, this year, I'm going to go with Chakuma Korofor, uh, largely because on an offensive line with two rookies, I think he was the weakest offensive lineman. And that's not – it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't that bad. We've seen worse offensive line play last year even. Uh, he wasn't that bad. I just – he was the weakest link on the offensive line in my my viewing. I'm going with him. This isn't – like, there's not a real obvious choice this week at all. For the dunks of the week, and for yourself, Ted, who's the least impressive uh, player on the team? Hey, Mark. Mm-hmm. Next, next time, man, you got to mix up who goes first sometimes, man, because Jeffrey keeps taking all my <laughs> all my guys, man. You can go but, with it. And, That's fine. You can and, go. And and, and 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 like he said, it really wasn't really wasn't it really wasn't a lot to choose from with this particular mm-hmm. category. But since he took right. Chooks and 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 Big Press shanked the punt, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Presley Harvin oh, just for that right. just for that shank of a punt. <laughs> okay, well, I got Same one, and we're we're uh, you know this is meant to be this is meant to be a preview game about the Raiders, and we've talked nothing about it, so I'm, I apologize about that. But we're still on these awards, and we're going to run through this really quickly. Um, mine was uh, Gentry. He, the, 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 really hard for me to choose anyone, but he went backwards two yards, so he gets done to the week. Um, if you're in that locker room, everyone should shout at him and say, "Do better." No, don't do that. That's that's called hazing. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll change it up then. For this is the the last question. We'll wrap it up. The most popular dunce of the week was Bugs. Uh, Tate, why would it be Bugs? Why would he be the most popular, do you think? Isaiah Bugs. He yeah. was apparently he was the one that didn't show up in this game from the the, the BTSC uh, collective. I felt, I, I'm not sure why. I, mean, I don't think he had a good game. I, I felt like he was solid. Him and him and Carlos Davis were a huge part of the rotation. They allowed Cam and uh, uh, Alua and warmly to get rested to put that pressure on Buffalo's offensive line and rush with four. I mean, the, the whole rotation and the 
and the, the limited amount of reps or the less reps allowed the starters to really get in there and get after it. So I don't know why Bugs would be the Bugs of the week. The only the only reason he would be the least most impactful player is because he got two votes out of the ten votes. Now that's that's not wow. an outstanding outstanding victory. However, uh, in my notes here, and everyone can blame Maddie P because he writes me all these notes. I've got a script to follow, <laughs> like I'm like I'm a movie director. Um, and apparently he was it. And I I don't really remember him doing too much or getting in trouble or not really costing us a game. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll end on that and, uh, let's, let's go into, um, we'll go into Sling and the Slang a little bit and then we'll do a little bit of a preview for the, for the game. But I wanted to do Sling and the Slang this week, um, was I'm going to, uh, name three things. I just want to get your idea and we'll start with you first, Tate. Um, do you guys have, I'll ask you the same question. Do you guys have in America, do you guys put like, like chicken, do you, do you know what chicken salt is? Do you, do you have, do you put that on your chips or your fries? Chicken salt? <laughs> is that like That's a bullion? Like it's kind of like chicken flavored salt? Like it's got chicken That's fat in the salt? That's the best answer because I didn't think anyone would know about this. Chicken yeah, salt? it's like it's like chicken flavoring. So we don't know what it's what is actually in it. And we don't know if it tastes like chicken, but it's chicken salt and it tastes great. Have you not have you heard of that tape? I haven't heard of it, but I don't I, I don't I don't cook with salt in my house just because you know health reasons and stuff like that. I yeah. just use Garlic powder, black pepper, oregano, that kind of stuff. No salt. This is just like we put this on our fish and chips and uh, we ask for chicken salt. And it's like it's really nothing to do with chicken. Um, it, it, oh, is it like a seasoning salt? It's, yeah, like a seasoning It seems like yeah, it might be something. Salt. I'm down here in Maryland. They love seafood here. It's like Obey. Obey seasoning. It's stuff yeah, it's that like you a, just have to yeah put on crab legs and crabs and all that stuff like that. So maybe it's something cousin yeah, too. It's not real salt. It's not. It's, it's, it's salt, but it's not like the 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 original kind of flavor. It's it's like it's yellow. Uh, it probably looks bad for you. It's, it tastes bloody awesome. Um, but yeah. So Jeff, you've have heard of that probably. before? That's probably poultry seasoning. That's probably just what that is, man. Yeah, he said it's yellow. Probably it yeah, work, man. If it's yellow, that's what it is, man. It's some, chicken, uh, chicken salt. We put that on everything on on our, on our chips, on our burgers, everything. Yeah, I, believe, I believe if I'm right, they make that by like cooking down how similar to how you make broth, but then you like dry it into the salt. I have no idea. I just know it tastes really good and it's free when you get them on yeah, chip, it's, uh, chicken chips. Because it's, it's meat fat. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's what you're talking uh, about. Our second uh, sing of the slang, and we'll start with uh, Jeffrey first because I have to do this justice. I want to know, uh, Jeffrey, have you ever heard of this beverage? Um, alcohol, uh, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? It's called lemon, lime, and bitters. Have you ever heard of that? Lemon, lime, and bitters, that's going to be yeah. alcoholic, and it's going to be probably a tonic water, a lemon uh, tonic water. It can be. It can go with tonic water. It can go with, like, uh, lemonade. But have, do you guys do you guys have that in America, or have you? No, I don't, I don't think we do. Is Ooh, it, is it guys... like a bitters? Is it a, is it a it's, alcoholic? It's, bri- like... it's brilliant. Tate, have you heard of that? Lemon, lime, and bitters? Hey, Mark, I haven't heard of it. If I come down to land down under, I, I know to ask for a, a Foster's beer. No, that's, <laughs> that, that's what I'm going to have. Oh, no, no, I haven't. I, I haven't heard of it. Don't look at your funny Foster's beer. We don't serve that down here. No, I, so another thing I knew you got. That's I knew not you got, a real I, Australian beer. No, the only time I have seen a Foster's beer is in Pittsburgh, and that's 100% true. When I was up in uh, Mount uh, Mount Washington, I went into a, a, a pub up there and I, oh, a, a bottle of, and I saw the big lead of beer, and I'm like Foster's. And I'm like, I've never seen it anywhere else. 
Actually, I've done, never Man, seen one. Been of sells that stuff for thirty years, claiming it's Australian beer. Yeah, they, they've got they've got your hook, line, and sinker right there, haven't they? <laughs> so, Marky, what's what's the main beer in Australia? What's your main beer in Australia? Uh, we have like uh, like two is new, like four X, uh, Victoria Bitter. Um, what's another one that we have? Like extra dry, super dry, things like that. We have like re- really clean, crisp beers because we and I don't I don't mess around with the craft beer where it tastes like oranges or like you know it's got um, uh, passion fruit or those kind of things. I just go with the beer that tastes nice. It's fresh, um, stuff like that. But that's why I wanted to bring it up because I, when I went over to the States, uh, I think I was in, I can't remember, I think I was in Canada. It's pretty close to the States. Um, I asked for a lemon lime bitters and they looked at me funny. And, they, and, and the two ladies said, what's that? I said, well, if you go grab these three ingredients and put them all together, put a lime into it. I didn't got, try and tell them what to do, but it was amazing. And then you add vodka to it and they loved it. Like they like, it's, it's, a, it's a really relaxing like. Um, so it's just uh, lemon lime vodka. Yeah, lemon yeah, yeah, but it's like got bitters in it too. Lem- okay, <laughs> it's it's really refreshing. Lemon lime, so lemon lime bitters and vodka. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, it's do, like the, you know, it's, I'll, I'll do that. I'll mess with yeah, that. Yeah, sounds good. And you can have like non-alcoholic. The bitters don't do anything to you. Bitters are like zero point whatever. It's nothing. Um, but, yeah. when, but when the, the ladies at the bar said, "I've never heard of that," and it was a really hot day. It was like forty degrees, or so like one hundred and twenty in, in your land. Um, and when I had it, it was like, it was, it's amazing. And they loved it. So, and they told me they were going to put it on the menu. I don't know if they'll just, you know, pull on my leg, but they, uh, you know, they said they were going to put it on the menu. So when I go back, it better be there. Um, but <laughs> I'm going to leave. I'm going to, uh, I have, I have to cut to this one to, to, to Jeff first. If that's okay. Tate. This one's really funny. Uh, Jeff, have, this is my last one for something saying. Have you heard of uh, the game called Goon or Fortune? Goon or Fortune? I'll, I'll write it in Goon of Fortune. I have like, not heard of it. Like uh, no. like the Wheel of Fortune. Do you have any idea? Yeah, what that I'm guessing it's, it's like uh, you've got whammies. It's almost like like the uh, the old pressure you know, luck, big money, no whammies. Yeah, I have no was, idea. What, that, I have no idea what that means. That show was called yeah. Pressure Luck. Oh, okay. So you what, what money, do you think? If you got the whammy, you lost everything. Yeah. So what's what's this? What was it again? Goon or Fortune? Goon. Goon or so, Fortune. Goon or fortune? Do you have any idea what that might be, Tate? Using my context clues, I'm going to guess is kind of similar to something the Australian version of Will of Fortune. Yes, but with, <laughs> but, but with drinks involved in a barbecue. So we have oh, the sounds like fun. Things. If you guys come over, we'll play. We'll, I haven't got I haven't got a hills hoist where you put the, the it's a, it's like a you know like a clothesline where you have like the middle one and it like spins around like yeah. that. So we, I haven't got one in my backyard, but uh, Guna Fortune is a clothesline, and this is where it gets really fun. You stand around in a circle, and you put the, the goon bag, which is the wine bag, which costs about $4, okay? It's got about four liters in it, and you strap it to the end, end of one of the, the prongs off the, off the hill's hoist, okay? And you spin that sucker right around in a circle, and whoever it learns, lands closest to has to drink the goon. Did you expect that at all? No, not at all. No, <laughs> the, I was expecting. The entire that four sounds years? like Australia, though. <laughs> uh, depends. You might get a second bag. Depends how, how far you want to go. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I didn't expect that. <laughs> no. So it's the it's the hills hoist. We'll, we'll set audio guys. It's the hills hoist. It's like yeah, tetherball. It's the hills hoist. Yeah. The 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 wine bag on the very edge. You tape it up. You get a bit of duct tape. Put it on there. 
Um, you get about 20 friends, you know, get your grandmother involved, get everyone involved. Who cares? <laughs> not, not the kids, though, not the kids. And then when you spin it, whoever it's closest to, it goes all the way around and, and you know, you make sure you, you loosen the bolts a little bit and you spin it all the way around. Whoever gets it has to drop down to a knee or they just drink it above the clothesline. And it's called, it's called the Gilda Fortune. When, when, we, when, when, when we get no, off no, here, no. I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to look for that on YouTube. See if I can see what it looks like. Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's Sounds pretty funny. Interesting. It is very, it's, I, I played it a few times and no one really wins. Um, no one really wins because sometimes there, there, there are characters in the crowd that will stop it on you. And then, and then you're like, oh, you can't interfere, but then you got to play by the rules and then the ref doesn't throw a flag. So you have, you're sitting there and you're, you got the goon above your head, and uh, the best thing too is is once you're finished with the bag, the, the the goon bag we call it here, you can you can blow that back up and use it as a pillow too when you when you fall asleep. Hmm. All right. Do you guys want to talk about the game or <laughs> football? What? <laughs> All right. We got a few minutes left. That was the singing the slang, and uh, we've gone way over time. We've got about ten minutes left, but let's talk about the game, hey? Eh? Um. What's got What's going to happen in uh, Jeff? What's going to happen with the Raiders and and you know, two players or one player standing out for the Raiders this week. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry for the Steelers who got to stand out for the Steelers. Um, I'm looking for Najee Harris in the passing game. Najee in the passing game, I think, is going to stand out. My other one is either Ebron or Firemuth. It's the tight ends. Uh, I think we got to attack them inside. I like the Raiders what they're doing at cornerback, uh, and if we can back those safeties up and get our our line our tight ends and. Uh, and our running back in on those linebackers. I think that's where the Steelers have a chance to really, really go after the Raiders. And for yourself, Ted, who's that one player? You know, it's coming in. Uh, it's, it's tomorrow, really, isn't it? Uh, it's tomorrow. Yes, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, uh, who's who's the who's the, the player that stands out at home? It's a big game at home. I'm 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 also looking for for Najee to step up. I'm thinking 85 yards rushing, maybe three or four receptions. 100 total yards at least. So I think he'll have a big game. On the other side of the ball, I'm looking looking for us to double our sack output. We had two sacks last week. I think Derek Carr will be more of a more of an in-the-pocket quarterback. He has slight, slight mobility, but he's not going to run like Josh Allen. So I think he'll once we get home, he'll he'll be there more often than Josh Allen was. Therefore, because of that, I think we'll accumulate more sacks this week. Four sacks. I agree with you there too. I think Derek Carr is is not as mobile as uh, Josh Allen or not a better quarterback. So uh, Derek Carr has some problems in his hands, and I and then I'll get to you in a second, Jeff. But I, I agree with Najee. Najee's my guy too. I can't wait to see Najee um, in the black and gold, even though they wore it last week. But they're at home, sixty five thousand fans. It's about time we have a we have a run for forty yards, or we get you know some really big gains on. Um, uh, in the running game, and uh, I want to see him score a touchdown or, or two. W- what do you reckon, Jeff? I was going to say, he's talking about uh, Derek Carr in the pocket. If if you watch that Ravens game, one thing that really stood out to me is the Ravens were getting pressure off the edge, right? Because the Raiders are having trouble with their tackles. But what was happening is Derek Carr was able to step up into the pocket. And when he's able to step up in the pocket, he is deadly throwing downfield. If he has that time, if he has a clean pocket, he can step up, boom, downfield. And that's where the Raiders really turned it on the Ravens and beat them. They won that game because he was able to step up in that pocket. So I am absolutely on with Tate. That interior pass rush is going to be huge because if they're in on you know Derek Carr, 
he's not throwing downfield, and instead you're turning you know big plays into sacks. That's it, and, and also the Ravens had about only forty players on their roster, um, so, which doesn't really help. They 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 losing. You know, it's not it's not good to say. You know, it's, you don't cheer for that, but it's really difficult now for for the Ravens. Um, uh, to, to get back at it. Before I go into the, the second player from uh, the Raiders, here's a question, and I'll, I'll sing it to you, Tate. Um, and I asked this question uh, yesterday in the in the uh, in Tony's show. Would you prefer Tate the Steelers being two and zero or the Ravens being zero and two? I mean, I just want I just want to stack W, so I want us to be two and zero. Fair enough. You know, what about yourself, Jeff? What do you What do you reckon? Two and I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Ke- I'm with Kevin. Uh, you know what? Whatever the Ravens do, we don't care. They don't matter. Like really, they are they are the nameless gray faces that just happen to be in our division. I don't care about the Ravens. Like if they're good, if they're not, whatever. I just want to beat them. As long as you know, Steelers go out there, win, beat the teams we have to face, control what we can control. Let's go do this. If I if I had the choice uh, and it was it was life or death, I honestly would rather see the Ravens be zero and two, just because this whole off season. <laughs> now hear me out. The whole off season was we're going to be the best. We're going to win. We're we are the number one team in the AFC. Um, I think that them falling really hard is a lot more funnier than the Bengals not making the playoffs. As much as I hate the Bengals, uh, I think them to be zero and two. And if we go one on one, fair enough, because we shouldn't have won last week. But then to be zero and two is just hilarious. Um, and they have two really hard games, but um, every man, their dog in uh, Raven neighborhoods, thinking we're going to be champions. But you, you're not as good as you, you might be. Th- you think, and the, the, their health problems are really tough too. Um, uh, lastly, we have you know what, who's the guy on the Raiders uh, tape um, that that can cause problems for the Steelers. Oh, you mean I get to pick Dan Waller first? <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the obvious oh, choice. Yeah, that's but dude, but no, I think freak. I mean that that's the obvious choice. So I'll, I'll go away from that one. I think I think on the defensive side of the ball, I think we have we have to block up Max Crosby and, and Nassib. I mean because we have we have you know Chooks is not playing well and and Dan and Dan Moore's inexperienced tackle. So you know I think. I think those matchups will be key as far as the offense. I'm not so much worried about the interior because the Raiders aid the Raiders in rushers are stronger than their interior. And I and I think I think Trey Turner being a veteran, Kendrick Green coming along, he came out the game for a little bit last week, and Dotson has some experience. And then he's he, he's a poised, he seems like a poised young man. So I'm not worried about the interior. I think we can handle that. I think those those their their ends, we need to just block that up. And so I think those those players are key. The Raiders' defensive ends. What What about yourself, uh, Jeff? Who's that Raider that we need well, to see? Let's see. He he got to go first, and he took Darren Waller, <laughs> Max Crosby, I did. and Carl in the city. I did. Guys, I didn't right? talk about Darren Waller. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, Marky, I'll leave you Waller. I'm going to go with somebody I think could cause the Steelers problems. That is Rugs. Henry Rugs the third because. The one thing we don't have in this secondary, we have we have gone for smart players who know the defense. We don't have the secondaries we used to have where we went for athletes, right? We've got Terrell Edmonds still, right? But even Minka, Minka is as fast as Darren Waller, right? Darren Waller at 6'6", 250, runs a 40 time the same speed as Minka Fitzpatrick. That's craziness. 
and then you have Henry Ruggs. So if you've got your tight ends, your physical, your your athletes in the secondary worrying about Darren Waller, and you put Ruggs on either Sutton or Hayden outside. Now, Hayden, I'm not too worried about. That man may not be that fast, but he's got that old man savvy. He will hold you in 18 different ways, and the ref won't see any of them. <laughs> right. Right. He, he, can, he can commit penalties all day, and the ref won't see it because he just knows how to get away with it. He's that dude. Uh, but Cameron Sutton, or you get a you get a Trey Norwood, you get someone like that matched up on Henry Ruggs, and let's say for for a couple a play or two, they're able to give Derek Carr that ability to step up in the pocket and launch that ball, especially with two it out. You got Hayward and Aluwalu, or who are pocket crushers. If they're both out, you know, and Carlos Davis isn't in there, and, and all of a sudden we're not getting that pressure up the middle. You can see the Steelers get yeah. burned downfield. We've seen that before. Rugs, uh, we don't have the athletes to really cover that. So, so Rugs is like Rugs a, is my dude that I'm like. He's kind of a wild card. And plus, seriously, if he catches one or two balls, that's that's game changing. He catches yeah. two fifty. He catches a fifty yard pass. That's game changing. So Rugs is like I, a, I'll go with him. Rugs is like a, a, a high four three forty, isn't he? And then they they want to get two seven something ridiculous they won a game last year in overtime against the jets like that we're on the lat on the play in overtime where i think it was a bomb the rugs yeah mm-hmm. let him go get it yeah uh, but it's only the only the jets um <laughs> for me uh my player is uh short and sweet and it's very hard to go third i won't take Waller because we all know Waller is amazing it's um you know, I'm, I'm quarterback driven, really. It's Derek, it's Derek Carr. You got to, you know, take his keys and not let him drive drive the car anywhere. And you take care of him, and you win the game. It's it's really short. You put him under pressure, uh, with enough pressure, like we did with um, the Buffalo Bills guy up there, Alan. And you take care of him. Um, then we have a good game on our hands, and we can play the, our football the way we play with Najee. So um, we're heading into the almost the, the finish, guys. But just lastly, we'll, we'll go around the around the field with um, maybe a final thought. Um, your pun of the week and the score. That's a lot of homework right there. But we'll do that. And we'll start with uh, the final score um, and the pun of the week. And, and uh, we'll go with you, Tate. Um, the final score, <clears throat> I have the if, – if I was in Vegas, I have the Steelers covering. So, I think I think we'll get we'll get three offensive touchdowns, a couple field goals. So, 27 – I'm going to say 27-17 Steelers. All right. Do you, do you have also have a, um, a, a pun of the week as well? Like, would Najee score two touchdowns or? Oh, um, yeah. I, I have Najee scoring two touchdowns. And I'm hoping for Najee scoring two touchdowns because he's on my fancy team. So, yeah, Najee scoring two touchdowns is great. I just gave, I just gave you mine in the example. And I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> like, now I need to think of one before we well, end the show. I, you, you say yours and I just come on and agree with it. <laughs> All right. Jeff, uh, holy dooly, what was I even saying? Who's your punt of the final week in the, in the final score? Um, I've said this before. These two teams combined for 16 points through three quarters in their week one games. Uh, both of their defenses showed up. They put pressure on the quarterback. I am looking for another slow start from the Steelers. Not not looking as in, ex- as, as in looking forward to, but I think we're going to see another slow start from the Steelers. I think we're going to see an ugly game to welcome football back to Heinz Field, a good old classic Steelers <laughs> slobber knocker of a game. I think we're going to see a game go into the fourth quarter, something like, like you know, really low scoring. Uh, and then you're going to see Derek Carr. Like, let's say 6-0 Steelers. Derek Carr leads, does what he does, leaves Oakland on a fourth quarter t- 
touchdown drive to take the lead seven to six. And then we're going to see Najee Harris catch a pass from Ben Roethlisberger and break it to the house to win the game. My score is 13 to seven Steelers. Wow. So, so I'm on the the week. You ready this? My pun of the week. I'm ready. Nine sacks combined between the two teams. Nine or 10. We're going to see nine plus sacks from these two teams combined. Well, I think they keep Big Ben upright, so that's nine sacks to uh, TJ Watt. Um, I'd go as far as seven to two Steelers <laughs> in the advantage, but I think we're going to see nine or ten sacks between the two right. teams. We're going to see quarterbacks getting eaten the dirt a lot in this game. I'm going crazy here in this one, and I've, uh, it's just because I'm a man of my word, not because I actually agree with the prediction, um, but I said it, and I'll say it again. It's going to be 45-0 Steelers. Uh, Najee's going to run two <laughs> touchdowns. Hear me out, fellas. Hear me out. Uh, two touchdowns for, for Najee, one, um, sorry, two touchdowns running, one for receiving touchdown. Juju's going to get a TD. DJ's going to get a TD. And then to top it off, because we're cheeky, Boswell's going to nail a 49-yarder to be 45-0. to zero. See you later, Gruden, mate. Your 10-year deal is <laughs> nothing to us, mate. Get out of town. Um, I see big things from this Steeler team. I really do. If he can take care of Carr, um, there's a big game at hand. I, I would be... Shocked if the if it was the opposite and they win forty five to zero, um, I think I might just quit. I'll just turn off the computer and just go for a, a long <laughs> a long walk in, into the lake. No, and I'm only watching but... soccer. <laughs> so, oh, but they're zero zero games. They're just like who's going to win? No one wins. Um, I see big things from this Raiders group. Um, any any final thoughts? And then I'll, I'll end the show. Any final thoughts, uh, Jeff? Uh, my final thought for this game is. The Steelers need to win the interior line battle on both offense and defense. On offense, get in Derek Carr's face, get around his feet, don't let him move, don't let him be comfortable, stuff the run game. Steelers will dominate them on defense if they do that. And on the other side, win that interior line, win that game, get the run game going, keep Ben Roethlisberger able to step up in the pocket and launch some bombs downfield to chase Claypool. And let's win a freaking game. Uh, final thoughts, uh, Tate. Um, yeah, no, I just, I just think I'm looking forward to seeing the scheme that they that the defense uses to try and try and minimize Waller's impact on the game. I mean, I think, I think, I think we'll see a lot of looks like we did last week. I think you'll see some Terrell Edmonds on Waller, some Bush or Schobert on Waller, maybe even Minka Fitzpatrick on Waller. You know, I'll, I'll, and and each time, no matter who's 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 on them, you know, head up? Who's who's over top of them? I think each each person, whoever that is, will have help. So because he's that critical to take out the game, you know. So I, I anticipate somebody like Hunter Renfro, maybe having a bigger game tomorrow than Waller, just because if Carr takes what the defense gives them, they're not going to give him Waller, so he has to take something else. So that's kind of what I anticipate. Hundred percent. Well, well, my final thoughts, and I wrap it up here. Um, I, I do believe the Steelers will win. I believe the Steelers go 2-0. I think it's a big showing at home. Um, I also going to throw it out there. My punt of the week was Najee to have two touchdowns, but I also covered off about 15 other players to score touchdowns too. 45-0, here we go. Um, the Steelers are going to win this game. Uh, 2-0, I really do believe that. And I do believe also that I'm a big AFC North guy and getting into I think that's the way to get in the playoffs every single year is to, is to run that division and try and have a chance. So... I also believe that the, the Ravens will go zero and two. And I want to want to leave it with this before I end the show and say, 
Um, if the Ravens go zero and two and the Steelers go two and zero, there is so much pressure. There is so much pressure on these Ravens. Um, we have we have really no pressure on us. We we beat the Buffalo Bills. We have a good game against the Raiders, one and zero and one and zero. It's great. We're both good teams, right? So if the Ravens lose this one, they can't beat the quality sides like the the the, uh, the, the Chiefs or the Browns. And if they're zero and two, I'd be scratching my head saying, "Is this team going to be a playoff team?" And there's a lot of pressure. And from all the fans talking all their yip yap over the last offseason, saying the Ravens are going to be the best. We're sitting in a really good seat because we're still counted out. We'll be counted out going in that Bengals game as well. So, yeah, my final thoughts is Steelers win 2-0. I want to say thank you um, to you fellas for coming on. It's been awesome for you guys being the Aussies today. Uh, Jeff, mate, thank you very much. Uh, Tate, mate, thank you thank you again for hey, coming Mark, on. Hey, thank, Mark, thank, thank, thank you guys for having me. I'd just like to say if, if anybody has an opportunity, check out the know-it-alls. We'll, we'll be on tomorrow between the late afternoon game and the Sunday night game for about 45 minutes. So check us out. The know-it-alls on YouTube. Thanks. All right, awesome. Yeah, I'll try and if I if I go into that podcast and I don't and I don't know anything, am I allowed to be in there? Because I don't know anything here. So is that cool? <laughs> yeah, sure. We we don't know anything. We we just say we know it all. We don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna end it. Thank you everyone for in the live chat. Thank you guys on the audio behind the still recording is an amazing platform. Steelers touchdown under is great. This has been a great show. Only a little bit of Raider talk, but we know we're gonna get this W. Steelers two and zero. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.